Where Kindness Lives is designed to cultivate a kinder world by helping to inform and inspire. Hosted by Jenny Sager, head of Nextdoor Australia, the neighbourhood network connecting you to what truly matters so you can belong. We'll chat to the most thought-provoking individuals paving the way to positive change and hear from neighbours who deliver small acts of kindness every day. So come on a journey to Where Kindness Lives. Hi everyone, I'm Jenny Sager. My guest today rocketed to fame after winning the nation over on the 10th season of the hit show, The Voice. Bella Taylor Smith can disarm the toughest critic as soon as she sings, but it hasn't always been smooth sailing for her. She's just about to go on her Look Me in the Eyes tour, Make Sure You Go. I've seen her sing live and she truly is incredible. Bella Taylor Smith, welcome to Where Kindness Lives. What does kindness mean to you? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think that it means being aware and bringing your best to every interaction that you have with others, knowing that you have no idea what their day has looked like, no idea what their life has looked like. And um, regardless of what they bring to you, you, you can make the choice to, to bring something positive to their day. I love that. It's such a good point of remembering that you have no idea what's going on on the other side, Mm. isn't it? Um, And you've obviously had some struggles yourself. Who's someone that's been really kind to you or that you feel like exemplifies kindness in your life? Ooh, um, there've been quite a few people over the years, but I guess probably the person at the moment who's like the biggest pillar of that would be my fiance's mum, Margaret. Um, She's just the most loyal, unwaveringly hilarious beautiful woman. So great, great example of kindness to me for sure at the moment. Oh, that's amazing. And you're, you're one of those rare people who raves about their mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I only could have positive things to say about Josh's family that they're, they're really amazing. Well, and congrats to you guys too. That's super exciting that you'll, you'll have Thank a wedding you. coming up soon, I guess. Yes. Yes, that's right. Getting married in January. So very excited. Oh, so exciting. Well, the music industry is not necessarily one that has a reputation for being kind to people. Mm. How have you dealt with that? How have you kind of pressed on and found peace in such a cutthroat industry? I mean, I think that you kind of get what you give a little bit. And um, I always think of the example of road rage. Like, you know, when someone gets really frustrated on the road and then you get frustrated back and it just turns into this like grumpy interaction. Whereas sometimes you can like surprise the other person by being like, oh, it's okay. It's all good. It was just like, you know, an accident or a misstep or whatever. And then you, I often get surprised with them kind of turning around and being like, oh, I'm really sorry that I got frustrated or like you do that awkward wave. But I think it's the same in any industry or any high pressure kind of environment if you meet people with something that they're not expecting that's positive often you'll get you'll get a positive response the other way as well definitely it's funny I always talk to my kids about you know kill them with kindness and then my six-year-old the other day was like wait so like we actually want to kill them and I was like no 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 I just mean (laughs) I just mean like you know if someone's not being nice to you it's really hard to be mean to people when they're kind so just keep being kind yeah 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 and yeah you'll get through eventually I think (laughs) absolutely well obviously Guy has also been really kind to you I'm lucky enough to have met him before as well he's such an incredible person and yeah such a kind person yes Um, were you surprised when you got to know him about just who he is in real life and and how that personality shines through. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that he is so amazing at as well is the way that he interacts with his family and the people that he works with. Like he genuinely just seems so loyal and is so loyal and driven to build um, 
a community of people that are just good, just good humans who believe in like positivity and um, really valuing every individual that they encounter. So it's been a really good um, learning experience for me too, seeing how kind of that conviction or that personality type translates into this industry. And we have so many incredible Australian artists. And I I know that Australia is known globally for producing just some incredible music artists. And when you look at people like Jessica Mavoy or even Kylie Mm. Minogue that have had that staying power and have been around Mm. for such a long time, what do you think is the secret to that? Like you're kind of in this beginning part of your career of going bigger and bigger and bigger. How do you get that, that staying power besides obviously just having a great voice? I think um, just staying grounded in what you're doing and why you're doing it. I mean, and taking every positive experience or kind of benefit that comes your way as just a good thing that's coming your way. When I um, did the show, I definitely went into it with not low expectations in like a, a negative way, but just very aware that every good thing that comes is just a good thing. And um, just like I've had a few encounters with her and I think she's a really good example of just being in humility and being grounded and knowing that we're doing this because we have this ability and we want to share it with people and bring joy and light and love and um, music to, to people's lives. And so we can stay grounded in that. I think that's probably what I've observed that I really respect. I love how you said that you really kind of discovered your own voice in church. Yeah. How did that happen? Like, was there literally an aha moment where you just went, oh, actually, like, <laughs> I can actually do this? Or like, what, how, can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think from when I was like little baby, I've always known that I could sing or it's been something that I could do. Um, but I never had any kind of desire or drive to do it. And so when I was like 15 or 16, I started going to just a local youth group, hadn't decided to be a Christian at all yet, like had no kind of concept of faith, didn't grow up in church, but just loved the freedom that came with like music in the church. Um, And so it's like something just clicked in my head and all of a sudden I realized that it was something I was passionate about and I wanted to do. Um, But yeah, I was probably like 15 or 16. And and up until I did the show, I, I never really sung outside of church either like other than teaching wow um but it's been a huge part of of my development and and yeah my joy in in the music industry for sure wow that's just crazy to think about going on the voice without having really performed outside <laughs> of church before <laughs> no, it is a bit crazy I think I'm really lucky the church that I'm a part of or was a part of um has a platform that allows for a lot of really great learning. And so I was surrounded by people who were really amazing professionals in the industry, but just kind of in a bit of a different pocket. And the church has obviously been something that has really helped you along the way. Do you have any advice for others when, you know, they need that support in their local community? And we know that Australia is struggling with loneliness and mental health more so than Mm. ever before. If you, if maybe church isn't your thing, maybe you need Mm. to find something else, but what's your advice for people on how to find that, that help? Whenever I think about kind of my friendships or the community that I have, I always think how I walk away from an interaction. And so for me, I, I have like a handful of friends who are really good friends to me. And I know that no matter how I walk into an interaction with them, I'll always walk away feeling uplifted, always walk away feeling supported and that I have, you know, an ear and I'm able to share and communicate with someone freely without fear of like 
judgment and also that um, one big thing that has been a good tell for me, I guess, is the way that we speak about other people. I think it can be um, really exhausting just being around negativity or, you know, bitterness. And so I try to keep away from those things and, and focus on uplifting conversation, I guess. It must have been really uplifting for you to see all of the support you got from right around Australia <laughs> when you were on yeah. The Voice. I mean, my gosh, what did that feel like? Yeah, I honestly still don't know if I've come to terms with it. I think I'm like, it's been such a whirlwind that I kind of sometimes don't know if it's all real. Um, but everyone's just been so lovely. And I think, again, like what you put out is what you kind of get back. And I'm really passionate about just being kind and and being my best. And I think people resonate with that and, and want want to kind of align with that as well. So I appreciate it so much. Australia has been so sweet and like lovely to me the whole way through. Well, and I shouldn't even say just Australia because we found some amazing quotes and comments from people online from all over the world. I love this one from the Philippines where this person says, the only bad thing about Bella's voice is when you start listening to her songs, there's no way you want to stop doing so. <laughs> so <laughs> soothing to the point that it feels like she's an angel that God sent to heal a mourning soul, breathtaking mm. masterpieces. I mean, my gosh, like what, how does that make you feel when you see these things and hear these things from around the world? Yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of makes me think back to growing up in church and like worship leading was kind of like my biggest dream and my biggest passion. And as it's pretty remarkable to me that I can be in a different kind of pocket of the industry and still point people to the same thing, you know, that's really, um, really special to me. So I guess that's how I look at it. So I'll go If what you really need is time alone As long as you always come back home And it will work out like you always said Right till the end Why did you audition for The Voice in the first place? Like, what was that moment again when you went... <laughs> It came up on my computer, the application. <laughs> and like, and I honestly think that it was such a like miracle timing thing because like anyone in my friends or family would tell you that I never had any desire to do any kind of television show or have a career in the secular music industry. Like I just was not interested. And then through COVID, like we weren't allowed to sing in the room with other people. And so I wasn't teaching and then church wasn't kind of happening because of like all of the regulations. And so I just was sort of sitting at home feeling like I had no kind of purpose or no um, outlet, I guess is probably the right word. And so it came up on my computer and even in my application, like I looked back on it recently and I kind of just said things along the lines of like, you know, I just think this could be fun. Like, I think it could be a fun experience. Like I'm looking to do something for myself to like have some joy and like no pressure, like not expecting anything from it. Just like want to give it a try, you know? Oh my gosh. Meanwhile, I was just sitting here trying to make sourdough bread and you're, you're auditioning <gasps> for The Voice. That's so cool. <laughs> no, I respect the sourdough grind. My dad like is really getting into cooking at the moment. And we've been talking about starter for the last like 
couple of weeks. So I think that's so cool that you make sourdough. I can share those tips back with you because I had had them. I was the sourdough dealer in my neighborhood um, during COVID. So starters, bread, I was on a, it was like my whole side business, but it was free. Just, you know, yeah, back to the neighborhood. But um, yes, we can, I'll email you some tips. Yes, please. (laughs) And so you obviously won $100,000 on The Voice, which must Mm. have been mind blowing. Have you spent it all? What are you doing with it? What's happening? Yeah. I mean, I had, to be honest, heaps of debt when I won. And so a lot of it went to that. Um, I've been living out of home since I was 16 and um, studied and had like a bunch of family responsibilities and stuff. So never actually got a chance as an adult to kind of get my feet firm on the ground. Um, So it definitely kind of just did a big reset for me. I was able to like get myself a bed, like a nice bed and like do all those kind of things. And um, my car was like an absolute trash box, um, for so long. And so I was able to get a, like just a normal car, reliable car and just do things like that, that kind of set me up for, yeah, the next few years. I actually saw you sing at one of Guy's shows just a few weeks ago at the ICC in Sydney, which was so amazing. I had my, my nearly 12 year old son with me and he was like completely oh, cool. blown away. And he was like, I remember her from the voice. He was so excited that you were there. Yeah. Um, and what was that experience like for you being on stage with Guy and, you know, him living up to that promise that he said at the end of the season where he said like, I'm going to take you with me. And, and then there you were and you have been on stage with him. <laughs> yeah. It's been amazing. And like, I think, you know, having this being my first full tour experience, I feel unbelievably lucky. Like it's been um, learning on steroids for sure. And just like Guy and his team are just a machine. Like it's watching them work, watching all of the moving parts, all of the crew and the promoters and just this like whole side of the music industry that I really just didn't even know existed, didn't understand how it functioned. Like it's been incredible and being able to meet people and build a fan base in person has been really um, amazing as well. Like it's incomparable to any other experience I could have had um, straight off winning. And so I'm so unbelievably grateful to him and his team and and everything that they've done for me over this period, for sure. Keep getting tunnel vision. you've described your music as warm, emotive, and safe. Why those three Mm. words? I think, um, yeah, not being bitter is a really big thing for me. And and we all kind of experience ebbs and flows in our relationships, whether they're romantic or like family or friends. And um, I think that the way that we respond to the things that come our way really define who we are as, as people. And so for me, I wanted to create a space where people had every right and reason to feel depths of emotion of sadness or frustration or joy, um, but without letting them be all consuming and um, defining to their character. And so I think, yeah, that's that's where I, that's the place I try to write from, um, that no matter how like heavy or sad a theme might be, there's always an uplifting um, tone that doesn't leave people um, lower than when they started listening, if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. And do you have a favorite track? Oh, my partner and I always talk about like, which is our favorite and it changes, I guess, as time goes on. I, I just released actually a live, um, I'm releasing every two weeks live versions of some of the songs from the EP. And so I just released the live version of Tunnel Vision, which is like probably my favorite. I, yeah, or Misplaced maybe. I don't know. I love them all for, for individual reasons, you know, different ways. And it must feel really weird to you to have gone from, you know, sitting in your laptop doing that voice application to now walking on stage <laughs> and hearing people, they are not cheering for a guy. They are cheering for you. I'm sure you realize that when you're on stage with him, like they are yelling your name and cheering for you. And, and what does that feel like? Yeah, I, it's bonkers. I think the craziest part of it for me was because um, I did guy support as well. So I got to like chat to people a little bit and kind of do some arrangements of my music and do some covers that really sort of show the direction of where I'm going. And the fact that so many people came early to watch my set just blew my mind. Like the rooms were 80% full and everyone was just keen to like hear me sing. And I, I love it. And so for people to love it also, um, is like surreal. It's just surreal. And self-care is important, obviously, along the way mm-hmm. as well. What do you do to look after yourself? How are you kind to yourself? I love, like, making little moments with Josh. So, like, going out for breakfast, if we have the morning off, is really important to me and, like, my mental health. We just got back from, um, like, quite a long run. And on, what day is it? Friday. So on a couple of days ago, I like had this huge day where I did a conference in Sydney and then got on a plane and flew to Tasmania and got there just in time to do guys show. And when I came home, I was like, we need to redo the bedroom. So we've like moved the bed and changed all the furniture and yeah, like little things like that, that just bring a bit of normalcy and, and a bit of, um, quiet time are really good for me. Absolutely. Well, you've got the new bed and the new furniture, so you're ready to uh, <laughs> you're ready to go. Okay. Yeah. One thing we always do on this podcast is we read a story from a neighbor around Australia, which is obviously a true story that's happened in a local community and um, next door. Mm. And so we want to tell you a little bit about Andrew's story, and we'll play yeah. a soundbite from that too, and then just hear what you think about his story. So yeah. Um, you know, the East Coast obviously was devastated by floods about, gosh, the worst floods in about 100 years just a few months mm. ago. And in the Brisbane suburb of Auchenflower, which is part of the city, water levels actually rose by three meters and swallowed a ton of homes. And it was just left mm. absolute destruction behind. There was one neighbor named Andrew Brady who decided to put his neighbors first and he borrowed a mate's tinny and he spent all day <laughs> ferrying neighbors and their goods to higher ground. He was rescuing pets. He was kind of retrieving their valuables, their valuables, you know, family photos, things like that, mm. and just helping people evacuate. So Andrew was actually interviewed on Channel 9, and so we want to play a bit of that interview for you. Just um, taking people... Oh, sorry. Yeah, you've seen some emotional stuff. Just taking back people to the houses. They go and they're sitting next to you and they're just staring at the house taking those photos. And then you go and take the next people and say, Andrew, can you help me get to my place? And you're like, you almost want to say, I can only handle good news. But then you go to their house and they're the one unlucky ones that have lost it by this much and things have floated enough to fall over. And you go, 
just if I had an extra hour, I could have helped them a little bit more. Mm. You know, my family said to me, hey, enough, come on. And I'm like, you know what, I can't sleep knowing that there's one more person that you can help, you know. So Andrew actually was then nominated by his neighbor, Erica, for the Neighbor of the Year in Queensland. Oh, come on. That's and, so cool. Um, he actually won uh, Next yeah, Door's Neighbor good. of the Year. And so we just have another grab from Erica <clears throat> talking about Andrew that we want to play for you. Um, I just wanted to express my gratitude for everything that he did, like not just for my, my family who live across the street, like he got my dad's motorbikes out for like really ridiculous time when he should probably done it earlier. and. And yeah, just everything, just going back and forth with a smile on his face on a boat all day, every day, just yeah. happy as Larry to do it. I just love that she said with a smile on his face, like at the end of that, because it's like there's there's something so powerful, obviously, about helping others, but so much more so when there's a joy in doing it. And like, yeah, I mean, that's just the things that Australia has been through in the last few years are just unfathomable and the communities and the way that they've been hit and hurt is like horrific. But to see that people still have this kind of hopeful, uplifting attitude that they just want to do their best for the people that are around them. And we've all had a rough go, you know, we've all been through ebbs and flows and experienced it in different ways, but that he did it with a smile. I'm like, that's just what it's about. You know, that's um, really special. What an incredible human. We always do something called the kind carousel to wrap up this podcast. So what, this is when we hit you with all kinds of questions that are a bit more fun. So okay, cool. here we go. Um, when you're out touring or you're traveling, what's one kind of item that's non-essential that you take with you? I would love to start taking a candle with me, but I, I keep forgetting. So it would probably be that if I ever remember. I love that. It's very calming. Um, okay, if you lost your voice tomorrow, which obviously we hope will definitely not happen, <laughs> yeah. what kind of career would you have? What would you do for a living? Oh, a midwife. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. For sure. Wow. How, how come midwife? That's like what I've always wanted to do like bef- before. Um, and I love women and women's health and babies and seeing um families be supported really well. So, and I think medical stuff is really interesting. Um, what was the first album that you remember buying or the first song that you were really obsessed with? I listened to heaps of Coldplay growing up with my family. Um, probably a little bit embarrassing, but the Black Eyed Peas, I think I remember them distinctly because I went to their concert when I was like very little and I just thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And it's like an experience I'll never, ever forget. Well, similarly, what song that you could listen to, what's a song you could listen to on repeat over and over again and never get sick of? Uh, Anything by Yebba. Um, She has this live version of a song called Boomerang, which I still haven't gotten sick of. I've probably listened to it a million times and will continue to listen to it whenever I want. And um, if you could do a duet with anyone in the world, who would it be? I'd probably say Yebba again. She's just like the best singer I've ever heard. And like part of me would never want to even say that because she's just so good that, you know, when I would just be so nervous, like I don't know if I could, anything could come out of my mouth, um, but it would probably be her just to hear her sing in person, like in front of me, I would, or maybe Adele also ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. I could, I could totally see a Bella Adele 
duet happening. That would be absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um, okay, and last question. I'm sure Josh knows the answer to this. What's your kind of ideal Friday night? Uh, youth sometimes and date night sometimes. I really love good food, like really, really yummy food. Um, and so going out to a really nice restaurant is probably my peak, peak Friday. Well, I will get you those sourdough tips. It's been so great to talk to you, Bella. You have so many wonderful ideas of how people can give back in their local communities and be kind to each other. And I love what you said about staying grounded as well. We can't wait Mm. to hear more from you and to see more from you. We wish you the best of luck. And everyone needs to get out there, download Bella's new music, see her on tour. Just please get out there and support this incredible voice that will soon be traveling around Australia. Do you have any dates or anything you can share with everybody? Yes, absolutely. Well, I'll be going on tour in July. So every weekend, starting from the 8th of July, we'll be doing Canberra, Blue Mountain, Sydney, and then Adelaide, Brisbane, Noosa, um, Melbourne. And I can't wait to see you guys out there. If you haven't gotten tickets yet and you would like to come and see, please do. It's going to be really special. Thanks so much, Bella. It's been so awesome to talk to you. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. And please don't forget to download the free Nextdoor app and start connecting with your neighbors now.